Ah, greetings and welcome again to another podcast, another episode of Fishing Without Bait, where we ask people and show people how to live a life without definitive expectations. Hence, the Fishing Without Bait, leading a leading a mindful existence, where we appreciate each moment of existence. When we find the uniqueness of each moment, we will never be bored again. That may sound like pie-in-the-sky New Age stuff. However, when we begin to practice it in our lives, it actually becomes true. So, Mike. Mr. Mike is uh, my co-host, friend, and producer. And think of our conversation at this present moment. Mike, as we speak, how, how did you learn to speak? Um, yabba, yabba, yabba. Yabba, yabba, yabba. Right. Oh, so, I'm still working on it. I'm still working on it, actually. So you learned how to form words. You learned how to make words into sentences. You learned how to put them into a format to express your wants, your needs, your feelings. So how how did that happen? Over time, over well, trial and error, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, things like that. So by referencing the past, mm-hmm. everything that, that you've learned in the past... So what we're talking about, the way that you can speak, the way that you can do things now, is you're referencing the past and using it, using it effectively. Right, right. Are you not? It all kind of builds in and, and creates a little, uh, I like to say, every time you've learned something, it's a new wrinkle in your brain. And that soars that. <laughs> indeed, indeed. So uh, when we often talk about, people often talk about letting go of the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we need? Do you want to let go of everything in the past, Mike? No, no. The, the 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 parts that get in your way, I guess you could say. Absolutely, we want to we want to let them go, and so using using technology as a tool. Okay, you've had you had to learn how to do these things. Did you not? You had to learn how to operate a smartphone, to learn how to run the computer, to learn how to do these video things. Exactly. And and when it comes to technology, uh, I, I come to people and they, they see how I'm you know turn all the dials, making some have with a with a video production or or these these you know Twitter or these these podcasts or something, and they're like, how did you how did you figure all this stuff out? I'm like, well, I took the time. You know, I concentrated on it. I, I you know I didn't. Learn all this, you know. Last night, you know, I'm, I'm I'm using just this week. I'm using new technology, and I was scared out of my mind because we had never used X, Y, and Z before, right? But give me a couple months from now when I've used this several times. Now I'm the expert in that, and now it's super scary to somebody else, and I'm the one looking at it like, oh yeah, that's the thing we do. So what <laughs> you've done is learned is to use the past in an effective manner. Exactly, okay. both the positive and the negative. Right by referencing it. So, and again, when we talk about the narrative of our lives, when we talk about timelines, when we talk about people always saying, let go of the past, Mm -hmm. uh, and again, we get back to the choice. So, uh, we want to have a choice on what to discard. Right. There are some things in our past that we can choose to discard. Right. Okay, things that serve no useful purpose in the present. Uh, Mike, uh, we've spoken before about how uh, how we learn and how we make memories. Okay. Mm-hmm. We've learned we've learned that we uh, generally uh, they stick in our mind. They, they they become markers through emotional appeals, significant moments. Right. So remember, we talk often about. Do you remember what you've had for lunch five weeks ago? Well, of course not. However, when we get up and we throw iced tea in someone's face, they're going to remember that moment. 
Okay. So, what experiences have you had at lunch? <laughs> you know that, 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 that maybe maybe I ought to go into some psychoanalysis. Oh, maybe there might like, be, you throw stuff like that out. I'm like, where are we going with this? <laughs> there might have been a lunch many many years ago that I've had iced tea thrown in my. We're going to dedicate an episode to that at some point. I think. <laughs> well, you you know how attached I am to iced tea. <laughs> yeah, right there, there you go. There you go. So remember, Mike, it's our emotional attachment to our original experience that form our present response. Okay. It's our emotional attachment to our original experience that quite often form our present response, be that through emotion or action. I think that happens with a lot of things. So I think about like my memories, right? Yes. Like, like I, uh, we uh, sitting at, at dinner last night, we were going back and thinking about all the cartoons we grew up on and the toys that we played with. And I realized, um, oh, why did I remember X? Because like the emotional attachment to them, like, oh, I felt awesome when I, you know, got to go home and watch He-Man every day, you know, or something like that. And that really, really resonates in a very, I want to say superficial way, but like, that's a thing that, that is a part of me. And that's why I still buy He-Man toys. If you, have, a, you have fond memories. Yeah. Of yeah. It just attaches to that. Absolutely. So that, that was a, most people believe that the thing that sticks most firmly in your mind are negative experiences. And that's not often quite true. However, what you're talking to me about, we discount, we discount the joyful, we discount the happy times. Certainly. So the question is, again, is how do, how do we deal with our present responses that perhaps aren't getting us to a position or a place where, where it's beneficial in our lives? Okay? So quite often you'll hear people say, oh, forget about it. You know, you've thought, oh, I'll forget about it. I remember, I, this might date me a little bit, but the Sopranos, uh, one of their famous lines was when something would happen, they'd, you know, make an error, they'd do something bad, the boss would say, ah, forget about it. Well, in that case, he didn't forget about it. <laughs> uh, so when they, when they generally said that, uh, they were in trouble. Mike, <laughs> we're not asking people to forget. No, no. Or are we uh, the Sopranos and, 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 uh, probably going to react very, very harshly <laughs> no, about no. things. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. So, so again, uh, what we want to do is become the observer. When we learn how to become the observer through mindfulness, Mike, by by labeling, describing our current experience, where we're at, what we're doing, how are we feeling, being able to step back behind this mind, behind this thinker that perhaps is acting is acting subconsciously. Okay, so. And here again, we're going to talk about uh, doing no harm. We, we insist that people do themselves no harm, uh, particularly in trauma cases, Mike. It would be cruel and insensitive to tell people just to forget it, right? to right. get over it. Right, because it's it's you know like we talked about before about how you know it's hard to make that choice, and it's it's you have to make that choice on several layers of your brain. I like mm -hmm. to think, right, and that's so so deep rooted. You have to kind of work at it. Absolutely. So when we're becoming the observer, sometimes these scenes that we're viewing as the observer uh, may cause such emotional disturbance that it's best to have a co-pilot with you. Mm -hmm. A co-pilot perhaps in the form of a trained of a trained clinician. Right. Of a trained clinician. So what we ask people is to begin to own their feelings. They begin their choices to own their feelings. So at times, Mike, our subconscious is stuck in the past. Mm -hmm. Okay? It's stuck in the past. And sometimes our subconscious is, is unaware that we have grown and matured and we're ready to grow. Okay? So our subconscious quite often is reacting, reacting to experiences 
in the past. The emotional responses, the period, periods in the past. Our subconscious tries to protect us at times, Mike. A lot of times it tries to buffer us. It tries to buffer us from pleasant, un- from particular unpleasantness in this present moment. It's kind of the security system for your brain. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's, it's, it's kind of a life preserver. It's kind of like a firewall you know, on a computer. Mm-hmm. Okay? And let's say that. Your subconscious can be a, can be a firewall. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about an elephant. Okay. It's so, not the pig, uh, pink elephant. No, that's a hippopotamus <laughs> a few episodes ago. Not, not this one, Mike. Okay. So uh, when, we, when we see a huge elephant, I mean, the thing weighs five tons. Oh, okay? yeah. Huge. And quite often, what are they, how are they, how are they tied? They're tied by a, a little, either a leather or a small little steel uh, thing around one foot mm-hmm. with a chain with a stake into the ground. Mm-hmm. Okay. Really and truly, that elephant could at any time pull that stake out of the ground. Right. It certainly could. So, again, what we're looking at, remember when the elephant was very young, the trainer used exactly the same method to restrain it. Okay? However, at that time, the elephant may have weighed 200 pounds and could not, and could not budge that stake out of the ground. Right. It, 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 it was sufficient then to hold it back. So what did it do? It stopped trying. It stopped trying. Hence, your subconscious mind gets caught into that mold. Okay? So what we're dealing with here is self-limiting beliefs. Self-limiting beliefs, which is why the elephant today, its subconscious didn't real, doesn't realize that it, it's 12 feet tall and weighs 5 tons and could easily lift that out of the ground. The subconscious, through its self-limiting beliefs, still believes that it's, it's bound by that, uh, by that stake, by that uh, small chain. And that's the way sometimes that our subconscious can hold us back, can bind us and, and do that. Uh, so when we talk about self-limiting beliefs, sometimes it, it, it occurs from a, a failure or an early experience dealing with a particular situation. And, and Mike, Mike, this is where choices comes in yet again. Uh, when we, again, Mike, we ask people to be mindful, to become the observer in the present moment and begin to ask themselves, am I that child today? Am I that child today? Have I grown? Are these the exact same circumstances that I find myself in today that I was in at that age, at that time? This is where we become, we become a non-judgmental observer. And again, Mike, this, this, is a, this is a process where we don't want people to get overwhelmed. This is a process where uh, for truly traumatic experiences and what's traumatic for one person may not be traumatic for another. It's only determined by uh, the intensity that that person feels it. Exactly. Kind of what uh, I think we talked about last episode, how you could have the same upbringing in the same house, a brother, two brothers, two sisters, whatever the case may be. And one just may go uh, completely this way and completely that way uh, in their reaction of, of how, you know, they take their lives to that. So we're talking about focusing on strengths. We're talking about dealing with fear. So rather than speaking about letting go, Mike, can we talk about refocusing? Mm hmm. Refocusing and letting and and letting go. Refocusing. So there's uh, there's quite a few things. One, and this is an anonymous quote: "A bend in the road is not the end of the road, unless you fail to make the turn." 
So quite often in life, there's bends. However, given your past emotional responses, it could be the end of the road for you subconsciously. So again, you know, are we going to let these past experiences continue to be a burden and be a weight that we basically drag through the rest of our lives? So we're going to end today's podcast, Mike, with a, with a story. Okay. There were two monks, two monks and an older monk, an older monk and a younger monk. They were on a pilgrimage. They were walking along the road. They come up to a wide river, okay, and it's uh, moving fairly swiftly. There was a young woman weeping by the side of it, and she says, I can't, I'm not strong enough to cross. Will one of you please help me? Please help me. She was begging them. Well, the younger monk turned his back to her and started to walk across the river, as in their order, they were forbidden to touch women. Forbidden to touch women. However, the older monk picks the woman up, without a word, carries her across the river and deposits her and they go on their way. And the young monk is unmerciful in berating the older monk. How could you have broken your vows? How could you have done that? You're a disgrace. You're going to have to leave. How could you, you're, what type of an example are you? On and on the whole day. So finally, at the end of the day, the old monk sits down and he looks at the younger one and he said, I just carried her across the river. You've been carrying her all day. And until then, we'll meet again. Please check out our website at fishingwithoutfaith.com, where you can listen to the show, comment on our discussions, and find out where you can subscribe to our podcast. Fishing Without Bait is a production of Namaste Holistic Counseling, PC.